Welcome to episode 36 of Pod 'em Up. Uh, my name is Tips, and with me is Ollie. Hello, I am. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. It's not, not, I wasn't a very energetic opener, was it? Hang on. <laughs> All right, let's start again. I'm going to do it again. Episode 36 of Pod 'em Up. I'm Tips, and this I'm Ollie. is. Oh, Ollie. sorry. <laughs> 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 All right, <clears throat> take, three. take three. This month, we're talking about a Game Boy Advance game from an iconic series, The Legend of Zelda, The Minish Cap, plus Streets of Rage 4 DLC, The Amiga Mini, Worms, and we've got three, count them, three incoming indies too. All that and more in episode 36 of Pot 'em Up. So pot them up. I'm Tibbs. This is Ollie. Hello. And what an intro that was. Oh, it was so urgent. Oh, yeah, we're right down to business straight there. Straight to business. Yeah, it only took three attempts, but we got it. <laughs> we bloody got it. Yeah, so how are you, mate? Um, not, not too bad. Not too bad. Good. And you? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Um, it feels like it's been ages since we did a normal episode, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? I think yeah. it's been about three months. So, yeah, it's quite a long time, I suppose. Um, I, yeah, but I mean, the Sonic episodes were good as well, weren't they? Oh, of course they were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's nice to be, be back in the, the normal flow, I guess. Catch up on a few things. Yeah. Um, well, I, I have very little to catch up on, actually, I must admit. Despite the fact that we've had three months to play interesting things and talk about them in this segment, unfortunately, I've been working. I've been working really. <laughs> it's been... <laughs> I, I've been basically... I've been making this little... Um, uh, game about the Vikings for the BBC, basically. Oh, cool! So that's been all year so far, and it's been like proper like game crunch <laughs> for the oh, last no. for the last few months, really. So I, if I, you know, if I'm not working in the evening, my eyes and me in general is just too tired to play any games other than our the book club game that we've been playing, which is um, Legend of Zelda Minus Cap, by the way, or Minish Cap. Um, talking about that later, but um, <clears throat> yeah, so very if- little. Yeah, game time, I, really. I, kind of the same. Not in so much as, you know, it's been busy, but just, you know, mm. a variety of real-life things cropping up and interfering with things. Yeah. Um, yeah, our game of the our game of the month, um, I looked on that website, I, you're, the one where it tells you how long it takes to complete yeah. a game. Mm-hmm. Um, they reckon you could do it in about six and a half hours. Um, I've not finished it. Oh, so no, that, it was... It was I, well... I don't think it's six and a half. It can't be six and a half. It's, I think it's. It must be about 
16 or 20 or something like that. Oh, I think that that was with no side quests, I think. Oh, right. Okay. Well, yeah, I think I, you probably could if you knew exactly what you were doing and you knew where to go and, yeah. and everything like that. If you're amazing and you played it about a million times before. Oh, but... good. Well, that makes me feel a bit better then. Cause yeah. I, was, I was thinking, if you're supposed to do it in six hours and I haven't even been able to complete it, this is ridiculous. But um... Oh, no, 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 there's nowhere. I mean, I've put about 16 hours into it and I haven't um, finished it. I've got about... I think about four-fifths of the way through, I would say, mm. from what I can gather. Yeah, um, I didn't get very far into it at all, but ah, okay. I don't want to spoil my thoughts on it, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But, oh, okay. Um, right. Yeah, I will finish it. We'll just say that. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, it's just, yeah, it's been a, a while and we don't seem to have... Have you played anything? We have, <laughs> we have nothing to show for ourselves. <laughs> well, the only thing I've got to, uh, anything to say about... And I've only played it once. Um, the, the Streets of Rage 4 DLC. Oh, yeah. That's the only it. thing I've played as well. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> this is ridiculous. So, that's the first <laughs> half of the show. Uh, after the break, we'll be back. <laughs> How has this happened? I don't know. I don't know. I oh, don't wow. Know. Okay. Well, let's talk about that anyway. I mean, even though I've only played it once, and I don't have that much to say about it. To be um, yeah, Mr. X Nightmare, I think it's called, isn't it? It is, yeah. The DLC. I played it, but I played it about a week after it came out because mm. there was a problem with it launching on the Switch. There, yeah, exa- no exactly same it, for me. So. Yeah, there was a bit of a, um, a cock-up there, there, wasn't there? Um, yeah. You couldn't get it for a while, but yeah, it came out about a week later on there. Um, it's kind of... Um, you get two extra characters, don't you? Yeah. Which are Estelle. Uh, Estelle and Shiva. Yeah. I was trying to think of his name. I, I thought, is it Shiva? Or was I, 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 couldn't, I was confusing him with another character, but... Um, I used to think he was a girl back in the day in Streets of Rage 2 when I was a Did kid. Did you? Oh. Yeah, just because he's got long hair, you know. Oh, yeah. I just thought he was just a big, muscly girl. Big, muscly girl. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, you get you get those two characters, which is cool. Um, do you get any other characters with it, or is it just those two? No, you get Max as well. You get Max? Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. And it's like a survival mode, isn't it, the Mr. X Nightmare? Yeah. Um, which is cool. I was kind of expecting a little kind of mini maybe three or four level sort of separate story thing. Did you know it was going to be a survival? Or? I thought, yeah, I knew it was just a survival. Uh, the, the, the survival thing was the, you know, the main event. I knew there wasn't going to be any extra. Uh, see, stories. I was a little bit disappointed just because I'd set my hopes up a little bit higher than, than what it set out to achieve, I think. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's quite good. They throw in a few, there's lots of new environments and weapons and there might even be some new enemies in there. I'm not sure. I don't um, know if there's new enemies. There's definitely new moves. You can unlock mm. new moves for um, not all the characters, uh, for but all, all the main characters. The the streets of four, um, streets of the streets of four, streets of four, the streets of four <laughs> characters, um, yeah. but not uh, only some of the the retro characters that you unlock as part of the main campaign. Only some of those have unlockable moves. Not all of them do. So yeah, you know there's. But yeah, there's 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 quite a few unlockables to to work through. Um, mm. Okay. Yeah, I I haven't I haven't played I haven't played it you know extensively. Um, but what I did play, I enjoyed. Um, it's oh, quite yeah. a nice. You know, the survival mode is is pretty nice. You basically just run through a series of arenas. Each one gets a little bit more difficult. The enemies get a bit tougher. Mm. And at the end, a little portal appears, and you can choose a randomly selected power up. So you can get like yeah. Um, 10% increase on your defense, or you could get um, 
it will take away your ability to heal, but you'll get 8% of the damage you do to enemies back each time. And there's yeah. all kinds of random things like that that just mix up the, the gameplay a bit. There's like a helper character as well, isn't it? One of the, you get like one of the enemies, he's in yeah. blue and he, he helps you. Yeah, the helper thing. characters are really good, actually. Cause yeah, well, can... the most useful one by far, I think. Cause... Yeah, especially <laughs> yeah. You, can, you can level them up as well. Um, mm. So if you if you choose like three, if you get the option for three of the helper characters in a row, you can get it basically up to um, like Mr... What are they called? Mr. Y? The, mm. um, oh, right. Oh, the, the one... Yeah, the, the twins. The main the bad guy from... The Y twins. Yeah. The Y twins, yeah. So you can actually uh, upgrade the character so you actually get like one of the final bosses as your helper character. Oh, that's stuff. really cool. I didn't know about that. Yeah, it's really nice. Okay. Um, I haven't got very far on it. I think that the highest level I got to was like I think it was level 23 or 24. Okay, yeah, I think I did about 16 or so. Yeah, and that wasn't playing that wasn't playing solo. That was with some random person online. So, oh, okay. you know, I can only take credit for half of that really. We split mm. between us. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's 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 entertaining enough. I you know, and I'm I'm glad they're releasing it as a physical edition as well, which is, you know. Oh, are they? Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, yeah, good. it's coming out with all, all the DLC, you know, special Mr. X Nightmare Edition um, in physical form, so that's going to be good. That's good, because I think they did some general tweaks to the gameplay as well, didn't they? Yeah, they did some balancing of the characters and, and yeah. stuff like that. But um, mm. Okay. I've, I've played a couple of other demos, but I want to tell you what, I'm going to save them for the incoming indie section. I've got two incoming indies to talk about, so I'm going to make up for it a bit with that in, okay. a, in a minute. Um, but yeah, I can't... <laughs> I can't really think of anything else to to say. No, yeah. it's it, we're we're letting we're letting people down this month. We are letting people we're down. We're really yeah. going after you know next month we're going to have to really try and pack in some stuff for the, the first <laughs> section of the show. Yeah. Um, well, I've I'm I I've, I've got hopefully one more week left on this project and I'm done. I'm going to take a little bit of a holiday, so hopefully I'll be able to get get a bit of gaming gaming in then to talk about. You. Gaming news-wise, there's yeah. a new version of the PS5 that's popped up in the wild. Oh, oh, already? Yeah. Oh, I didn't new, see this. Yeah, there's been a new uh, a new hardware revision, um, mm. and it seems to like usually you would expect hardware. You know, as they revise the hardware, they make it run a little bit cooler. You know, they tweak it, make it run a little bit more efficiently, a bit better. It seems mm-hmm. to be the complete opposite on this one. <laughs> um, apparently, okay. it runs 9 degrees, between 9 and 15 degrees hotter than the oh. other version. The right. heat sink is smaller, yeah. and it uses more more power. <laughs> okay. So, um, I'm not... <laughs> right. Why? I mean... I presume to save money, but I thought yeah. they'd—I thought they'd sold enough. Now, I mean, they haven't sold enough to real people. They're all sat in scalpers' garages yeah. somewhere. But mm. I thought they'd sold enough to be—you know—that they were making a profit on each unit sold. Now, you know, they weren't selling at a loss anymore. So I don't know why—why why the need to redesign it to run worse. <laughs> but you know, I don't know. Okay. Um, oh right. Kind of, kind of makes me less excited to find one now. Yeah. Because I think. Mm. Well, well, and that also you know. means uh, those scalpers, you know, they're going to, they've already bought the original version, they're going to be making even more money from the, you know, the, oh, those Oh, no, ones. don't say that. Oh, that reminds me, did, did you, have you been following this controversy about the uh, video game reselling and auctions and rare collecting well, and what, like the, this grading system that's emerged and yeah. things like that? Yeah, I do have that in my notes, there's a thing to talk about, actually. Um, what that is it the the one point six million for sealed Mario sixty four is that part of the 
part yeah, of the thing. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what so a shocking... Stupid. I mean, who who's bought that? Who the hell thinks that, that a sealed version of, of any game is worth well, that, £1.6 th- million pounds or what, dollars or whatever? Well, here's the, here's the thing, though. Um, have, you, have you seen or heard of the... Um, I think it's uh, the YouTuber Carl Jobs. Um, no. I think that's his name off the top of my head. He's um, he does lots of speedrunning content. Okay. So he's done a very in-depth investigative um, report video piece on what he thinks is actually going on with the, the whole. You know, why would anyone pay one point two million? And you know, I go- I would recommend watching his video. And getting the details because I don't want to say anything that could be construed as slanderous or you know okay. any, anything in the murky legalities of things. Um, but he puts forward a very convincing case that there's a, a degree of dishonesty um, behind you know these extreme prices, and he, there's certain people involved in behind the scenes of these grading. Uh, grading the games, auctioning the games and stuff, yeah. um, that have a history of doing similar things with other collectible items. Oh, I see. So they're moving in and on it's, the gaming and do the same thing. He mm. puts forward a very convincing, convincing argument that that might be what's happening here. Yeah. Mm. Um, he suggests that it, it's people art of, you know manipulating the market to create a bubble yeah to sort of capitalize on it as much as they can before the bubble bursts and everyone loses their shirt on it but yeah mm. yeah I, I, it's a really interesting watch so um okay. i'll yeah, link I'll it on the, our twitter page and you know put okay. it in the show notes and then yeah w- w- give it a watch yeah i will yeah i mean it's such a shame isn't it cuz we all just want to enjoy the hobby, don't we? We all just want to pick up games for a reasonable price, sealed or otherwise. And it's just like this whole trend of, you know, grading and, you know, the, the sheer price of some games is just yeah. it's depressing, isn't it? It really is. It really mm. is. And in his uh, in the, the video I mentioned, uh, they feature a guy who he, he shows off his great big room full of, you know, pristine mint condition sealed games in their little plastic boxes that they lock them in. Mm-hmm. Um, and he quite openly says he had no interest in games whatsoever. It's just, oh it, it's just an investment. It's just to make money. Oh, it's so depressing. It is. It's so depressing, but on the, the bright side of things, all financial bubbles burst eventually. Oh yeah, especially one as ridiculous as this, it must yeah. do. Yeah. And as soon as it does, there's going to be some people who've got what they consider now very rare things that yeah. they're going to be selling for pennies on the pound. So yeah, it's going to exactly. be great so, for actual gaming fans eventually, but we just got to yeah. weather the storm, I think. Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, I feel like... I've kind of got what I want really in terms of a collection like unless I can get things for very small numbers of pounds that I actually want I'm not really I'm not ultra bothered about building a collection anymore really speaking personally but I don't know how you feel about it but these kind of things don't help do they? You know. I still, I still like, I, you know, I, I'd like to build a collection. I'm not interested in sealed stuff. Yeah. Um, as long yeah. as it's in reasonable condition and it comes with a manual, um, you know, that's good enough for me. I, you know, I don't, I, 
Obviously, I like things in as in as close to new condition as possible. Oh but yeah, but it, that's just to sort of recreate the experience of getting it new. Yeah, precisely. Years ago, isn't it? Precisely. Really, you know? And yeah. I would, you know, I would. There's a few sort of key sort of um, holy grail items that I would like in my collection one day. I'd love to get Panzer Dragoon Saga. Yeah. Um, you know, but again, what the the, the way the price? They're not making any more of them, so the price is only going to go up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've kind of given up on that, but yeah, the, you know, the, uh, there's a few, a few sort of key things I'd really like. But mm. um, I, I've, I've run out of shelf uh, space. Essentially, is it's a big, a <laughs> big factor in why I can't really get much more yeah, that is, without that is without removing some things, which I don't really want to do, or putting them up in the attic or something. Um, you know, I'm looking around. The only shelf I've got room for is the PS4 and Switch shelf. Um, which is fine. I can add a few more to that, but I'm, the other ones I've got, you know, I've just finished off my Wii and Wii U shelf. I can't get any more on that. Um, so it's, <laughs> I've, yeah. I've got a space problem here in yeah, my little but, room, you know, and so it's, um, it gets a bit difficult at a certain point, doesn't it? It does, yeah. I think, you know, any of the the old-fashioned of us who like physical media in whatever we collect, you know, whether it's CDs or vinyl or anything, I guess that's just one of the, the, the factors of you know, collecting, isn't there, really? Yeah. How big is your house? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that reminds me, when you say, how big is your house? Mine is, well, it's not even a house, but, it, you know, mm. it's a flat, but it's not big. No. And this was driven home to me by the, um, when I actually got my hands on Mario Kart Home Circuit. Oh, right. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> not really much room to make any any exciting tracks in this place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's going to be a case of you know another go around the mario oval circuit um, yeah that's yeah about I, it. I forgot about that game how, how is it how does it like enhance the experience it's really good of, is it yeah. yeah it's really good actually um i think mm. if you the problem i have the, the criticism i would have with it um it uses wi-fi to communicate between the the car and switch mm-hmm I've got really good Wi-Fi coverage throughout the flat. So I mm. thought I had in my before it even arrived I thought okay I'm going to build a big track through the bedroom around the kitchen yeah, back in nice. here. Yeah, uh yeah. it doesn't work like that. Mm. It connects directly to the switch. So it's only line of sight to the switch. Uh, so basically the minute it gets it gets towards the the door of the front room yeah. it starts flickering and breaking up and you so know you- so you have to follow it if you're holding the switch in portable mode. You have to follow it. Yeah, right? yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you'd have to yeah. follow it, but you know, yeah. I don't want to follow it. I just want to sit on the sofa and watch it through <laughs> the through the telly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? What's the point in buying a remote control car if I have to go into the room with it? Exactly. You don't want to follow it around. It's not remote control, then, is it? I might as well just have it on a string. Exactly. Yeah. Precisely. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it's really good. Um, the um what's it called augmented reality yeah uh it works it works really well um, yeah so it it puts ai um cars over it does it is that how yeah it? yeah you've got all like oh, the, really the, cool. the the coupler the couplings um yeah. in all their little the, like the clown car and all the you know the things that they they, they drive yeah um yeah, and it's got the you know item boxes. It will superimpose them on the track, and you you mm. pick them up just as normal. You can fire off um, all your shells and weapons and everything. Yeah, it's it's just really good. Uh, it's, oh, it really works cool. really well. Um, yeah. 
when you look at it, when you're sort of sat there and you watch a cart going around, if you're looking at the cart in real life, it doesn't look like it goes very fast. It looks a little mm-hmm. bit sluggish. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's sort of a, a perspective trick because it's the camera so close to the floor. It really does feel like you're going quite fast when you're yeah, looking at it on I the can, screen. I can imagine. If it's quite a small thing and it's low to the ground, yeah, yeah. I can see the difference in speed, yeah. Mm, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's really good. Um, I think mm. it, it's one of these things. I think it'd be really great for kids. It's the sort of thing. Yeah. When I was a kid, that would have blown my mind having something mm. like that, and I would have spent hours making like little tunnels and ramps and you know all kinds of cool stuff for it to go over. Yeah. Um, I am definitely thinking about getting some sort of RC thing for for me and Alice to enjoy. Mm. Um, it might be that, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I I really recommend it. Um Yeah. Cuz I like the idea of making little tracks and ramps and things. That's yeah, that that's the thing. I think mm. I like I say due to space limitations, I just basically did an oval um yeah. and put just any old crap I could find to sort of line the edges of it. Um mm. Yeah, I mean we don't probably don't have much more inside space on a single floor here, but we've got a, a lucky enough to have a reasonable garden so i'm I'm wondering if it works in the garden i don't know it <laughs> well, it, it does say only use indoors but i think, uh, I think yeah. that's just because there's more chance of getting get damaged outside really right yeah you know, yeah i suppose and if it rains or you know you you sort of drive it off into a pond or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> i suppose so yeah. <laughs> That'd be a great hazard, though, isn't it? Like I put a plank of wood over a pond, and oh, that'd be brilliant. Oh, I mean, that's, that's not if it falls in, but it's you know, it's a fun game of stuff. That, yeah, it's a fun few seconds. <laughs> but yeah, mm. I recommend it. I wish it was a bit cheaper. Um, yeah, it's quite pricey, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, it's not going to come down anytime soon, is it? Let's face it. No, I don't think it is. No, no. Mm. I was lucky to. I got a gift voucher that I, you know, I had to spend, so I got a little bit of yeah. a little bit off of it. So that made mm. it a bit more palatable. But mm. um, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, good. Well, uh, one news thing that's happened, one little news thing that's happened in, in, since our last um, uh, episode mm. is uh, E3, of course. Has it? I think, yeah, it was between, because it was in June, wasn't it? And our last episode was in May. Oh, yeah. We certainly haven't talked about it anyway. Not that I've got much to say about it. I don't, I don't know if you have, if you no, can remember I've anything. Got, that I've, I've forgotten what happened. What, what, yeah, what? me too. Anything exactly. Nice? I, was, I, was, I was relying on you to remember something about it, <laughs> to be I've honest. What even happened. Yeah, it was a bit kind of... I don't know. I, I find a lot of E3s these days just sort of pass by without, especially the kind of games I'm into. You know, I, I'll keep an eye on Nintendo and other might have a couple of things in there, but um, everything else kind of gets goes goes past really without me really noticing it. I don't know about you. I think kind of. I think Nintendo changed the game up a bit when they started doing the Nintendo Directs. Yeah, that shifted everything away from having these big centralized events every year. Yes. Um, and I yes. think, obviously, you know, the coronavirus and everything has just accelerated that even further. It's just made, yeah, yeah, you know, course, big yeah. conventions even more irrelevant. They used to go out on the stage, didn't they? With yeah. All, all, the, all the fanfare and that. And it's just kind of, you know, it's lost a bit of that along the way, hasn't it, really? It but, has, um, yeah. I mean, And it's... also the fact that they do the Nintendo Directs like three or four a year, don't they, spread out. So it makes the E3 one a bit less of a big deal, doesn't it? Yeah. And uh, to be honest, I don't think I've forgiven Xbox for um, the uh, that Xbox One reveal. You know, mm. the, the original one that yeah. I sat and watched, you know, all excited, right. like really excited about what Xbox One was going to be. <laughs> yeah. And it was just TV. It, it was, was just TV, wasn't it? That's TV right, yeah. and sports. Yeah. KLS. Your favourite things, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love sport. <laughs> 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 um. 
Yeah, no, so I, I honestly, I, I, I'd forgotten E3 had even And then um, Sony don't even take part in it anymore, is no, that right? No, they don't, no. They do a so, separate thing. Yeah, yeah Sony They can't even be bothered thing. to turn up now, yeah. But even so, then, yeah. Sony, <laughs> Sony are just as bad sometimes. What was <laughs> that? I can't remember what year it was, um, where they announced, I think it was when they were announcing Ghost of Tsushima, mm. and it was just a bloke playing a flute. There wasn't even any... <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it wasn't even any gameplay. It was a, <laughs> it was a bloke playing a flute with a, a video of a field behind him. It's like, well, oh, right. Okay. Great. I didn't see that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, um, E3, E3, what, what, there must have been something announced. I'm just going to have a quick look. Um, there's Metroid Dread. Oh, quite cool. yeah, 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 yeah. The new 2D Metroid. Um, got a bit more on the Breath of the Wild sequel. Which is, yeah, um, yeah. Just a little bit of game footage, really, but uh, yeah, it looks nice. Um, that's all I can remember, really. Oh yeah, they did that. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the Tom Clancy games, but they did, they mm. did a new Tom Clancy game where it's full of like zombies or something in that. I don't know. I can't it's remember. like zombie creatures and. Okay. Like I say, I'm not familiar so, with Tom Clancy. Seems like something they might do. Yep. Yeah. I'll go with um, that. I'm not really sure. Tom Clancy was an author known for his zombie books. No, I don't think so. I thought he was no. more of a political espionage type guy. But I don't <laughs> no. know. I mean, maybe, maybe like the two merged together, you know. Yeah, yeah. two sides of the same coin. It'll work they? out. Um, sea of Thieves. I thought that was already out. Um, yeah. Psychonauts Two. That's out. Oh yes, yeah, that's supposed to be quite good, isn't it? Yeah, that's come out now. Yeah, it's come out. That's a thing. Um, Halo Infinite. Um, yeah, that's, that's a thing. That's Halo. Yeah. Slime Rancher Two. Apparently. That's good. Okay. Yeah. I like I, I never... quite like Slime Rancher. I played oh, it. Oh right, I never played that. Oh, yeah, it's okay. It's got little blobs in it. Um Yeah. Oh, Worms Rumble. Oh, I played a bit of that. It's rubbish. Uh what's what's is that the the real time one? Yeah. Yeah, that kinda takes the the strategic element out of worms, I'd have thought, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's rubbish. Yeah. Oh no. No, no, no. no, no that's how no. with E three for me now. Waste of time. Scrap it. Right, well, that's your up-to-the-minute E3 coverage. Um, <laughs> about three months late, and <laughs> barely anything to cover. Oh! But, you know. <laughs> this, uh, Death Stranding Director's Cut. <laughs> yeah, I did see that, yeah. <laughs> if you didn't think that that game was long enough. <laughs> I just... The whole premise of Death Stranding, like, mm. its development, was just so neat. You know, giving Hideo Kojima a wheelbarrow of money and saying, "Do mm. whatever you like." Yeah. <laughs> How is there a director's cut? What did what What did he not get to what do? What did he cut out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did he think? Oh, I don't know if we can fit this in. You know. <laughs> Could have done it with a few more fields, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> there we go. Only other thing on my list is um, an Amiga Mini has popped up, isn't it? Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. Thoughts? It's a good idea, in theory. Mm. Mm. Um, the Amiga trademark has traditionally been a bit of a, a minefield to navigate. Uh, there's so mm. many people who claim to own the Amiga trademarks and things like that. So I don't know if they've actually managed to wrangle all the legalities behind that or whether this announcement might be a little bit premature. But uh, okay. assuming mm. it, assuming it's all sorted, I reckon it's, it's pretty good. Um, yeah. Seems to have quite a wide variety of games um, yeah. being promised, yeah. and because uh, we played an Amiga game uh, at the beginning of the year, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Um, and I struggled with Amiga emulation quite <laughs> quite a bit. It seemed very very complicated. 
Um, yeah, and I managed to download a, like a complete version, but there's not all the games are out there like that, as far as I could see. So mm. I'm quite I'm quite intrigued by the Amiga and some of the games. So it might be something I could be could get could get behind actually. Yeah, it's definitely as an easy way to play. You know, some of these games that yeah, a lot of people really like. Yeah, and there are some really good games on there. Um, yeah. As a you know a Worms historian, um, <laughs> the world's preeminent Worms historian. I didn't know you were a Worms historian. This is oh. news to me. Yeah. Oh, what do you mean you? Oh, yes. <laughs> I'll I'll send, I'll send you a link to the various papers I published on the subject. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your theses. I'd love to read those. <laughs> um, it it seems to be including Worms the Director's Cut. Mm. Um, speaking of Director's yes. Cuts. And yeah. it is actually the only version of Worms released to include the sheep on a rope weapon. Ooh, very Previously nice. exclusive to that. And there were only, I believe, there were only 5,000 physical versions ever released because it came towards the, the very end of the, the Amiga's life, lifespan, basically. Oh, wow. Right, yeah. Um, so the physical versions are, you know, few and far between these days. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it would be so that, really good for that game to actually get a bit of, you know, get be released to a wider audience. Yeah, um, excellent. Yeah, yeah. You also yeah. don't get much these days about the original Worms, do you? Like no. their original look and everything. They changed it to Worms 2 and they never worms sort of went back. The, yeah. What 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 what's your favourite design of worms? Do you definitely you worms? Yeah, definitely worms too. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I I like I like the look, but there is something quite nostalgic about it because I had worms on the Saturn, mm. um, the original one, and there is something quite nostalgic about that that yeah. look that that sort of that sort of wrinkled, segmented look. Yeah. Realistic one. <laughs> yeah, the actual little realistic little worms. Yeah, yeah, and their little videos, you know, when uh, between the, the thing, the, Did you know the, the rounds, you know. You know the worms theme. Yeah. Do you know it had lyrics? Yeah, I do know that. I th- I've been trying to track down a version of it because at the time I remember I don't know I I think I had it on tape weirdly. <laughs> I don't know why. It must be a recording of something, but I'm sure I had it on tape. Um and I've never heard it since. Oh, I keep wanting yeah. to find it and track it down. Yeah, it'll be it'll definitely be on yeah, we will definitely be on YouTube. Um mm. Yeah, I've yeah, never actually looked, to be fair. So, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it just there. hasn't appeared in front of me, so I assume it's not there. Yeah, the, um, sto- the story of Boggy Bee. Um, right. It's about okay. Boggy Bee the Worm. And it's yeah, in Worms Armageddon, if you leave the menu on long enough, yeah. um, there's a, a little um, a, a little sequel to the, the Boggy Bee saga. Oh, is it? Oh, right, yeah. okay. Yeah, there's a lot of Worms I haven't I haven't played. Actually, so I um, mean the first three are all you need really worms. Yeah, worms, worms two and worms Armageddon. Worms two, I put so much time into worms two. I loved oh. it. I loved the the level building thing. Oh, it was brilliant. Wasn't it? First game I ever played online, like, um, like against other people. Yeah, worms mm. two. Um, yeah, amazing. I love it. Mm. I believe actually, I, I at least as to a couple of years ago, uh, the servers were still online as well. Oh, really? That's yeah. Cool. No one was mm. there. I logged on, mm. and the, you know <laughs> the lobby was completely empty. I, don't, I think probably the first person to log on in in probably a decade, but <laughs> they're still online. That was yeah, that's it's not the point. Yeah, the fact that you can. Yeah. Oh, perhaps we'll, you and me should try that, shouldn't we? Yes. Yeah, we <laughs> should. Do the that. only That'd people. Be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm probably not very good. I haven't played actually played Worms in probably a decade. To be fair, so. Um... Yeah, I, I, I go back and play Worms Armageddon from time to time. Mm. Um, I think I've mentioned before, I, I've got the the latest one, the Worms WMD. Um, yeah. But I, 
we uh, yeah we definitely talked about it with the TV screen size like the the menus and stuff are just too small to read on yeah I remember you saying that yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so I don't really have I haven't really put that much time into it but mm. yeah Worms Armageddon mm, beautiful mm. how did we get onto Worms we were talking about the Amiga weren't we oh yeah um, Amiga Worms Worms Amiga um yeah, yeah. I reckon if it's a, a really nice plug and play solution so you, like in the same vein as the other mini consoles that have come out um, yeah. I think it'd be tremendous. Um, mm. It's got a little keyboard, but it's too small. You can't actually use it. That's yeah, right, isn't it? yeah. It won't One be. thing that struck me, and this is going to show my Amiga noobness, so forgive me. It's kind of yellow coloured. Uh, I I would assume that that an Amiga would be yellow because of old age. Was they were they originally that sort of colour, or was that just an I, effect that they've added? I can't honestly say. Um, the Amiga I grew up playing was my granddad's. Mm. Um, and I love him to bits, but he smoked like a chimney. Ah, okay. So, so. I, it, his was always yellow, but I just assumed it was nicotine stain, to be honest. <laughs> okay. uh, that's, the, that's the Amiga I've got now, actually, up in the, up in the cupboard. Oh, there. right, okay. So I've still got cool. that same one. But yeah, it, his was always a bit yellow, so... Okay, so we need we need someone to write in and tell us, is the Amiga supposed to be yellow or not? Yeah, did it always have Let a slightly know. yellow tint? Yeah. Um, actually, I got my Commodore. <laughs> I got my Commodore sixty four from my granddad as well. Um, oh, right. Was that yellow? As that well? was yellow as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, fair enough. Well, if they are supposed to be yellow, then they probably age spectacularly because um, that's yeah. what's happened to everything that was supposed to be white. So you know, yeah. quids in. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's great. I think a lot. Uh, there's a lot of. Amiga purists, I think, who really mm. like the original hardware and the original, course, yeah. you know, they like to tweak it, and it's a very yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. customizable system, so it's not going to appeal to really hardcore Amiga fans, I think. But for no. people who had an Amiga back in the day, or have never had one, and, you know, just cringe at the expense of getting into an actual physical Amiga these days I reckon it, mm. it's a really good option so yeah yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it yeah one of the few mini consoles and all com- slash computers that I would I, I could would genuinely consider getting I think yeah uh, I would have a reason to get yeah. yeah the last one I considered getting was that um, that Sega one that had um, the, oh, the Astro City one Astro City yeah because it yeah. had Golden Axe the mm. arcade one the Revenge yes. of Death Adder yes yes and uh, I I I thought that's the only reason I'm buying it, really. Yeah, just for one game is a bit silly, isn't I, it? Yeah. yeah, I can't justify it for one game. Mm. I was hoping it would pop. You know, it would pop up on like the eShop or something like that. Once, yeah, they, like the their ages, is yeah, it ages there thing. Yeah, but I think they've stopped doing that now, so it probably won't. Yeah, it's not going to happen now, is it? No, they might pop up in something. They're always they're always bring, wheeling them out, aren't they? So yeah. I'm hoping at one point, if they've done it for that console, that means they can do it for other stuff. I guess. Yeah, you would hope. Right. Um, any other news? No, I think that's. The, I think we've that's quite comprehensive to, news yeah, section. Yeah, yeah we managed yeah. To, to squeeze squeeze a lot out of that, considering we hadn't done anything for the past few months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Incoming indie. So I've got a couple of in- incoming indies. Cool. Both of which I played demos of. So the first one is a uh, rog and roll. It's two point five D platformer. Uh, a demo was re- briefly available during a Steam event, um, and I don't think it is anymore. I don't know why they do that. Oh, it really annoys like me. Why? Make it permanent. Um, but anyway, it was there. So it's um, it's a nice little platformer, sort of NES-style graphics, but um, 2.5D, so the, the, the 
textures are sort of applied to simple 3D models, and it looks really, really cool, just sort of moving in motion. You know, it's quite simple graphics, but it's just, it, I think it was very effective. You kind of play as a little, what would normally be like a sort of a lowly Goomba-type platforming enemy. I think he sort of goes against and defies the, the bad guy, so he walks through oh, okay. levels that he should be, like, wandering around being an enemy in. Uh, which is quite a nice idea. Yeah, that's a neat idea, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sort of very simple little character design, but I think it works really well. Um, great platforming, great music. You can follow him on Twitter. He's at Clay Zula, C-L-A-Y-Z-U-L-A-H, and it's on Steam um, and mobile. I was coming to anyway. No release date planned as yet. So um, yeah, just a little, uh, just a little one-man band sort of thing. You can check it out. It's called Rog and Roll. And the other one, this is a really interesting one. This is called Burning Rangers Tribute. It's kind of a fan-made remake of Burning Rangers, Sonic Team's Saturn game about firefighting. Mm. And that was just recently released at the Sonic Amateur Games Expo. You can't call it Burning Rangers Tribute. Why? Sega will snap that, that, slap it down, wouldn't they? Like they did with Streets of Rage remake. Well, this is the thing. If they were smart, they'd come in and say, "Hey, you know that Burning Rangers game you're making? Let's publish it for you." We, they don't have to do any work. He's already doing it. You know, they could yeah, both make money out of it. They could, yeah. I mean, if they were smart, but I don't know. Anyway, the interesting thing is it actually uses the original game, either a rip of it, or you can even put the disc in, which I tried and it does work. Um, you can put the disc in your PC. It'll get the files off of it. I don't know what files it actually uses because they're all like, you know, sort of remodeled, high res, um, very smooth looking things. But uh, obviously, it gets some data from that. Ooh. A bit like Sonic Three Air, I suppose. Yeah. And it just it turns the game into like this a really really nicely lovely lighting effects and everything. Um, just feels. I mean, I haven't played much of the original game, or it was quite a while ago I played it. But it feels, from what I remember of it, it feels very um, authentic. You know. It's really cool, really nice yeah, project. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, and I thought the, the, the fact that it could read the original disc as well. Yeah, was I was cool. going to say, that's really interesting. I wonder what it's doing there. I wonder if it's like re- just reading like the maybe the like the, the wireframe polygon models and then like applying its own textures over it or something could be, like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're still quite basic models, but yeah, the textures all look, you know, much nicer. That's really interesting, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's by, um, by a guy called Andreas Scholl, and he is at Andreas Scholl 9 on Twitter, and there is a link, but I will put it in the show notes because it's quite long. Do you have to? Do you have to have the disc to play it? Or can you... No, you can use a rip of it as well. So if you can find a rip from somewhere, but the, um, if you, you do, it's a, assuming you don't have a rip and you don't have a disc, will it not run then? Does it rely on that? No, you can't that? play. It. You have to. You have one of those things. Ah, that's good. That's good. That might avoid any. Possibly any... that is. Yeah, that is one good. of the things they do. Yeah, that may, might be a, a workaround for it actually. Mm. And maybe the only reason they're doing it, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, you can find a, you'll be able to find a rip of it. And to be honest, I wouldn't feel too guilty about it because they've not re-released this game. You know, there's no <laughs> there's no way of paying Sega money to get the game. So go for no, it. As as and, uh... and it's bloody expensive as well. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> the prices, especially given what we talked about earlier. Um, yeah, yeah, get it any way you can. I'd say that's right. It's the own. It's it's well. It's the the game I have in my collection that's that's probably worth the most money now. I would say. Yeah. Um, and I don't have many others. So it, I think I bought it for about twenty five quid in about two thousand five or something. Oh wow! So, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. the uh, <laughs> it's the only one like that I've got really. Okay. Um, incoming indies. I've got one. Oh, have you? Cool. Yeah, I'm all ears. Happens, it? No, not very often. No. 
are you aware? Have we talked? I don't know if we talked about this before. Have you heard of the Marble Olympics? No. Okay, so the Marble Olympics. So they had to change the name because the Olympics came along and said, "Listen, <laughs> you can't call them that." <laughs> so now I, th- I think it's called Marble League now. Right, so it's okay. this channel on YouTube, Jelly's Marble Runs, and okay. it's marbles, and they compete in various sports. So they've got like a um, hundred meter races, uh, balance beams. Mm-hmm. Um, they do all these things, and the marbles. They got all the different teams. You got the O Rangers, who are little orange marbles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Midnight Wisps, the Raspberry Racers. Um, all these different teams. Uh, the Crazy Cat Size, and right. they all compete in the Marble League. Um, and it, it's it's actual. You know, no one. It's not like an animated thing. It's not all set up. Um, mm. The marbles actually all compete, and you know, you know, don't know who's going to win the event. Oh, this sounds um, amazing. Yeah, it's really good, and they've got yeah. a guy who gives proper, really po-faced commentary on it as well, like it was a proper <laughs> sports event. Um, it's crazy. And uh, uh, last, I think it was last year, because it's been going a few years now. Um, mm. Some online betting company actually sponsored them, and you could place actual bets on oh, the outcome wow, of the races cool. and things. Yeah. Um, but they've actually got a game coming out now, um, mm. where you, so you can take part and play in um, the marble events yourself. Um, it's on Indiegogo, and it's literally just called Marble League: The Game. Mm-hmm. And it looks really good. They're planning; it's going to come out on PC first of all, yeah. Um, and they're planning a mobile release uh, in future. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just a really fun looking game. You just, you know, you choose your marbles. It's Apparently it's got a, a manager mode as well, so you can sort of, you know, if you prefer the, you know, get into the nuts and bolts statistics and find out which marbles are best, you know, you can do yeah. that. Yeah, or right, okay. you can actually control your marbles, have a little spin round. Um, yeah. It's Very great. Nice. Yeah, I'm just looking at that now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, looks pretty good. Yeah, I, I would give it a go. And if, you, if, if you're listening to this and the idea of marbles... With really proper po-face commentary over the top of it, sounds like something that you know tickles your fancy. I would check out Marble League. Um, it's it's hilarious. It's good fun. Yeah, I'm just uh, reading some of the um, the things that are in the trailer. It says, "Ultra realistic physics, a compelling story mode. Design your own mar- marble team. Take key managerial decisions as the season unfolds." It's great. I love that they're, they're <laughs> this, this is about <laughs> those things are about marbles and not like you know football or something yeah 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 it's great and on the um the actual marble events or the 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 real thing it's based on on youtube they have yeah. uh, like a proper opening ceremony where they come down they like the olympic flame or the little oh marbles, right okay i thought you were going to say like entrance music like wrestlers and like oh. techniques and stuff. <laughs> that'd be amazing like shouting at the crowd and like <laughs> <laughs> the crowd there is proper crowd noise and they all they've all got little chants for the teams Oh, um, right, that's so, cool. Yeah. You know, when they when the teams play, you know, you hear little chants from the teams, and you mm. know, it's okay. it's it's just daft fun, really. It's just yeah. it's just very silly, very entertaining. Um, hmm. Yeah, brilliant. All right, cool. To be honest, I don't, I don't want to get off topic, but if they had marble wrestling, I would probably find that more entertaining than what currently passes for wrestling. <laughs> 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 I'd watch it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. The, I tell you, the, the 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 game the marble game that I've had the most fun with is uh, Marble Blast Ultra on the uh, Xbox Live Arcade. Oh, I've never heard of it. Do you remember that? It's one of the very first Xbox Live Arcade games for the 360, and it was great. It's just um, it, it's it's a bit like Monkey Ball, I suppose, but 
you know you just you just roll a marble around uh just a platforming course and yeah i just it's just like a platformer basically but i, I remember having a lot of fun with that game yeah there aren't enough marble games are there no not really marble madness obviously yeah. um I got the I I can't remember what it's called. I got a marble game on the Wii where you you sort of tilt the you know like one of those games where you have got like a platform yeah. that tilts holes in it and you got to navigate it around. I got one yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, bring mm. yeah marbles. It's time for a marble renaissance. I think <laughs> a marble renaissance. Yes, a marble renaissance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, we're not going to top that. Um, so <laughs> let's. Let's take a break, and yes. we'll um, we'll move on to our book club game, which is The Legend of Zelda: The Minish Cap. Um, it's a big one. Yes. Um, we haven't played all of it, but we're going to do our damnedest to talk about it in a minute. So yes. come back. Yes, I've got I've got I've got a little gripe about it as well. Oh, okay. All right. Well, well not about the game, but we'll we'll get into it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cliffhanger. We'll come back in a minute. This month we're talking about The Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap. This was for the Game Boy Advance, um, published by Nintendo, but it was developed by Capcom and Flagship. It was released in November 2004 in Europe and Japan, and January 2005 in the US, which is unusual. Um, apparently, I looked at this up, this was to avoid it drawing attention away from the release of the DS, which is why they sort of pushed uh, it back a bit there, which is, yeah, quite, I thought, quite interesting. So you might have more to say about this bit, actually, because a loose cartridge, how much... Because uh, I was looking at eBay prices and they were sort of all over the place, you know. Yeah. Some And as you said, I think in our last episode, you mentioned there's so many fakes and stuff out there yeah. for the Game Boy Advance games in general. And you had yes. a hard time finding yes. a genuine that, one. You remember before, the little cliffhanger we left on about me having a gripe about it? Yeah. Imagine, if you will, 
you mm. thought you'd picked up a you know a nice cheap copy of the game cart only yeah and you thought oh here we go i'll start playing this and you get mm-hmm. so far through it and mm. then it just re- loses your game save oh no and then imagine that happened <sighs> twice oh okay <laughs> oh man yeah oh, no mm. so this was a um, a knockoff one yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. oh man that's I mean, a, a reasonably good one as knockoffs go in terms of you know physical appearance. You'd be very hard yeah. pressed to tell. It's just that you know the, the label looks slightly blurry, okay. as if it's been sort of you know it's obviously not been printed on a you know a high quality printer. But the yeah. the shell and everything looks really it looks you know I, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Yeah. Um, but mm. price wise, you know, I, I knew it was going to be a knockoff from the price, but yeah, you know, I was I hoping mean, it would at least be a functional one. I think knockoffs are okay as long as they're advertised as such, and they're you know because it's a it's it's a nice if you just want like games hanging around that you just want to pick up and put put in it's a, it's a fairly cheap way of doing it you know yeah um, if you don't mind the fact that it's not genuine but obviously they've got to work haven't they yeah yeah they've got to work I mean that's just, <laughs> that's the bare minimum you expect from <laughs> yeah. this product needs to work <laughs> yes yes. So yeah, in the end, you know, I gave up on on using that cartridge and and just started yeah. again, you know, using the computer. Oh, what a shame! Yeah, oh, so I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, so I would. My advice would be if you look on eBay, you know, if it seems too cheap, it's probably is. It's too cheap. Yeah, it's yeah. too cheap. Buy oh, buy one of the pricey ones. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Pay for quality. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what prices for a genuine one seem to be around twenty pounds for a loose car and a lot more for boxed it seems like a lot of Game Boy Advance games they all seem to be really high don't they the, yeah. for, that, for that system I don't know why particularly it is available on the Wii U eShop I believe it is yeah. yeah it was also on the 3DS via the Ambassador program which I believe was that thing where they they gave they, everyone some free games f- as a thank you yeah. for buying the, the yeah, I think they really yeah because they, when they, they cut the price down because no one was buying oh, it and that's the, right. those yeah, who did buy right. it early which I did actually. Um, for some reason, I can't really remember why. To be honest, that's pretty good, though, isn't it? I mean, I, right, I can't yeah. imagine many companies doing that. No, it's a pretty reasonable. Uh, well, we've dropped the price here. Yeah. Have some free games. It's like, mm. yeah, especially for Nintendo, yeah. are notoriously stingy on such matters. But oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so let's move on to the game itself. So, a Zelda. This is a two D one, a top down entry in the long running series, um, featuring the more sort of cartoon like visuals first established by the Wind Waker. So it's an action RPG, which you explore the overworld of Hyrule Kingdom and traverse dungeons in order to retrieve the four elemental artifacts and stop an evil sorcerer called Varty, who has uh, filled the land with monsters and turned Princess Zelda to stone. <clears throat> Just a little bit about the story before we get into the game. So story-wise, Zelda games are kind of all over the place. They they don't release them in chronological order in terms of the the the, you know, the storylines. I was going to ask about this, yeah. 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 So this... They, they're all out of order when they release them. And I think they kind of just make it up, to be honest. They don't really... Because most Zelda games don't connect to each other in any particular way. No, generally. I mean, when they released the original Zelda, I don't think they had a great you know, no, they didn't, plan no. for how all the stories would intersect, you know. No, no. So, and technically, it's a different Link and a different Zelda every time. If you, if you, I liken it to Blackadder in the same way that there's a different series of Blackadder and okay. it's set in a different time period. And you've got the same characters, but they're technically different people. They're like um, descendants or you know, oh. whatever. 
So every Link and every Zelda is a different person, generally speaking. There are some that are the same and can follow on from other games, but generally speaking, they're all different. And it's always kind of, it's usually, not in this game actually, but it's usually Ganon trying to come back and take over the world in most of them. It's like he's a he's a force that sort of gets reincarnated into certain things. Mm. Um, and they all take place in different time periods. So this one, the Minish Cap, is actually the second in the list. So the first is Skyward Sword, which was the Wii one. That's the earliest Zelda chronologically. And then it's this one, and it's a bunch of others. And then the timeline splits at Ocarina of Time, apparently, into three different kind of alternate versions, because that one had time travel in it. So a bit like Back to the Future, it creates alternate timelines and different games slot into those timelines after that. Uh, so it's quite interesting. I've got yeah. a book, a Hyrule Historia. I'm going to say the Hyrule Historia out. sort of lays it all out, but I, I, I've never picked it up because I've never really played Zelda before. So. Yeah, it's an it's an interesting one. But as I say, kind of like Final Fantasy as well, the games don't really link to each other. Sometimes they reference certain bits, but sort of as legend, you know, this thing happened a thousand years ago and it was, was, was another game, you know. Mm. So what did you think? Just in the in the, the brief amount you played, the most striking thing I mm. found was I really, really, really I can't understate how much I love the visuals of it. Yeah, it's beautiful. The game, sprite isn't it? work is so good, and yeah, like Link himself is so expressive and so. Yeah. I just loved it. I I mm. really yeah I, I is the thing that stuck with me the most out of it all was you know how good it looks and how how well the sprites are animated and everything like that. Yeah. Um, Gameplay-wise, it was a bit different than what I was expecting. I think I kind yeah. of thought it would be more sort of traditional RPG. Mm. Um, yeah, it's not it, really... It's it's kind of you... It, it, on a surface level, it is in terms of you're wandering around, you're talking to people, yeah. having conversations, but then you kind of start battling creatures and there's no turn-based thing, no, there's exactly. no stats or anything like that, there's no levelling up. I say, you know, I've never played Zelda before. I have, you know, I've played, you know, for like five minutes on the original Zelda, on, you know, the yeah. um, the NES Mini and, you know, the uh, Nintendo Switch online things. Yeah. Um, and it, but it surprised me. It plays very similar to how that played. It's kind of, you know, mm. it, the combat seems very similar to that. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was really mm. good. The the combat, I would say, is the big one of the big differences between the 2D versions and the 3D versions of Zelda. Because I've played a lot more 3D Zelda than I have 2D. This is the only one that I've completed when I first played it. About, um, when was that? 15 years ago or so. Just over. So this is my second time playing through. I've played a bit of A Link to the Past. i played about half of A Link to the Past on the SNES and a couple of other bits here and there, but generally I've played much more 3D ones. And the, one of the biggest difference, apart from the obvious kind of visual dimensional thing, is the combat. Because in the, in 3D ones it can be a lot more involved, like you can move around the characters, you've got different types of strikes to do. When the two, On 2D top-down there's not much they can do about that, so it's literally just sort of slashing your sword forward and if you if the enemy is there you'll hit him, that kind of thing. So with 3D ones, you get a lot more involvement in there. But as you say, yeah, there's still no sort of stats and different weapons usually. Well, until Breath of the Wild, anyway, that that's a completely different kettle of fish. But anyway, yeah. we'll get onto that. But um, yeah, so the, the kind of the structure is you you'll start out in the town and the Hyrule town where you are, I thought was lovely. Yeah. Because usually, and this is, again, it differs from other Zelda games where the town is usually there, but there's not quite as much going on as there is in this game. It's kind of a central hub for the whole game, really. And you've got so many people 
milling around and there's as you play the game more and more you get different things to do in the town and they involve in the story and there's always a lot of hustle and bustle there so there's you'll go on a sort of a part of the story and you'll go to a different area of the map um, and then there's a dungeon to go through and the dungeons are probably my favorite part of the games because that's where you go and they're usually just a series of puzzle rooms but i love how they all interconnect very carefully you'll see things that you can't interact with at first then you fight a, a sort of a mini boss usually not always in this case actually um, and then you'll get a new uh, weapon, like a bow and arrow, or um, the gust jar, which is a good one in this game, which allows you to produce wind or suck things up. And suddenly you can take advantage of using all of these things that you saw but you couldn't manipulate. I was going to say, you, I, you I don't like... to you, get to new areas. I think we overuse the term Metroidvania a lot, but it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of that element where you see things and you think, oh, what, what am I supposed to do with that? And then it all you mm. get something and it all makes sense. And you think, ah, it all right, makes okay. sense. Yeah, I liken dungeons to mini Metroidvanias. Mm. In fact, I played these before I played a Metroidvania, and I played Metroid Prime, and I thought this is like one massive Zelda dungeon. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, two I are very similar. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so I love that. That's what I love most about Zelda, really. Um, in other games, they kind of because uh, usually when you've got a weapon, you can you you find later use for it later in the game as well. Like you'll constantly be asked to. Um, suck things up with that thing again to reveal something or pull something down. But in other game, another game, some, there's one in Twilight Princess where you're on like a big sort of, sp- you get this spinning top that you can ride on, and it kind of goes in these little, there's little grooves going around these walls, and you kind of slide along them. And that's how you get oh, up there. Cool, yeah. I'm pretty sure you don't use that for, <laughs> for the whole rest of the game. There's just that <laughs> one dungeon. So sometimes it feels a bit like you know underused, but mm. generally speaking. The, the the weapons get added to your arsenal. You go through the menu. You you change which weapon you're using with the with the B and A buttons, and you set the one you want to use. And yeah, I just I just love that system. I think it re- works really well. The one thing th- th- this is a very shallow criticism on my part. The enemies are too cute. They are quite cute, aren't they? Yeah. I don't like beating them up. I had the same no. thing with I think it was Secret of Mana, where like the, the first enemies you encounter these really cute bouncing yellow rabbits. You know, mm. I, I don't want to beat it up. Like no. the, the first boss is just this big big in um, Zelda. He's just like a big green blob man. He's yeah, they're he's, the, the, the I think they're choo-choos. called the choos. Yeah. The choo-choos, Yeah. Well, these um, as I say, the style comes a lot from Wind Waker, um, which I've just started replaying actually with my daughter because I figured it's about it's a good time to to introduce her to it and um that's a lovely game definitely one to re- one to play next if you're looking for another zelda but um it, this style kind of comes from there and they're all quite cute uh, sort of, it's a very different kind of look the choo choos I, I think they came from wind waker originally oh. um design wise so yeah they, I, I see what you mean yeah yeah they just i just feel a bit bad beating them up mm. okay Make them all ugly. Make them all, you know. Well, yeah, you gotta you gotta dislike them, really, haven't you? Although, as having said that, some of the Mario enemies are quite cute, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. The little Goombas, you know, you can't really hate a Goomba, can you? No, but I think all I think all the Mario ones they're secretly all friends afterwards. I reckon. I think so. They just you go know. down the pub, don't they? Afterwards? Yeah, yeah. Afterwards, yeah. they're just like, oh, that, oh, that tough day today, wasn't it? It's like, oh yeah, that's bad on that. Yeah, you really hurt my head when you jumped Oof. on it, Mario. <laughs> you know, be careful in the future. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the the big uh, most Zelda's have a big gimmick, and this one's is the ability to shrink, mm. which I thought was played out really well in this game. Yeah. So you find a, a hat, a talking hat, 
which is your your Lynx hat. You know, this is the second game we've done this year that features a sentient piece of. Well, I don't know if the point was clothing, but oh yeah, the a, point, a yeah, sentient yeah. thing sentient that you attach to yourself. Item. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, this one's much um, much less Cartman-like yes. than the <laughs> the point. And much less um, pervy to women as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, a duck, basically. Isn't he? Yeah, sort of. He's um, there's there's a little race of tiny people called the uh, Picori in this game. They 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 sort of busily work away behind the scenes with no one. The adults can't see them. That's right, isn't it? The, yeah. Only the children can see them. Yeah. And Link is a child, so he can see them. But um, so he finds this hat, puts it on discovers he gives him the ability to shrink so there's this whole little little world down there that you shrink down to um and when you shrink you're either the the view of the the game either stays the same and you get a tiny little link wandering around with a little speech bubbles to highlight where he is um but in that state that you often can't go past steps and high things that would you'd normally be able to step over and tall yeah. grass and things like that but you can get through little tiny gaps and then other times it shrinks down to Link's level. So and this is where the, your comment about the sprite work comes in. Mm. You get these lovely massive leaves and flowers and things around you that you don't normally see in games because they're not that scaled up. Um, and there's some lovely work in there, isn't there? Oh, it's incredible, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't talk well. It just really impressed me. It's kind of... It kind of makes me miss. It really makes me miss sprite work in modern games. I wish. Oh yeah, yeah. I kind of wish that kind of sprite work could come back. Because I know a lot of games try to do the retro look, but there's something about. I don't know. I think it's when artists work according to the limitations of the the hardware that they're on. Mm. They just find ways to really. I don't know, really bring out the best in the hardware when you put it in the right hands. I think that's exactly yeah. what they've done here. Is is just yeah. so good. Well, the attention to detail as well. I mean, you get, it uses really uses all the colours at the disposal of uh, the Game Boy Advance, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, the, the sort of retro look is popular with indies, but I find a lot of them are simplified. They always go for the NES look, don't they? Yeah, they do. And they try yeah. and keep it like as simple as possible. And I understand why, because it's bloody hard to do all that sprite work, and you've mm. got to keep your limitations. And I totally get that. That's absolutely fine. But it's not. There's something to be said about you know a game with a reasonable budget being able to put these these lovely image, this lovely sprite imagery on the screen. The the effects of the environment as well. Like uh, you'll walk into a certain place and it'll gradually become misty, and like the mist will come over the top of the like where you are. Like in in the first, I think it's the first section of the game um, where you where you're looking. You got to get a nut so you can understand the. Per- the Pecoras, oh yeah, people. Yeah. Pecora, mm-hmm. that's an Indian meal, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, and you walk up, and like, there's a bit you can't really go through yet, and sort of this mist sort of goes over the top of you, and everything. It's just mm-hmm. so it, the way it all sort of blends together. It's just really, really nice. It's just mm-hmm. so good. Similarly, when you're out in the open, you get um, shadows of the clouds moving over. You yeah. can't even see the clouds because it's top down, but you see them float over, and they cast the shadows and things. It's um, yeah, lovely work. Yeah, the G it may, the GBA is a really nice little machine when it's when it's done properly, isn't it? Oh, lovely! Yeah, it's um, it's got a great look to it, really, isn't mm. it? Um, and this was quite a late game as well. I think it's two thousand and I was to say two thousand and four, two thousand and five. So, um, you know, they they've had the advantage of you know getting all the juice out of it, really, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, but I really like the shrinking mechanic. I thought that came up with some nice uh, gameplay ideas. Yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. Sort of when you're exploring the like the main 
town in Hyrule, there's you don't you can't just flip between uh, big and small whenever you want. You've got to find these um, these particular points. They're usually a, an upturned pot. So, uh, and I didn't know, realize this until slightly later on. But when uh, the second dungeon, you get um, I can't remember what it's called now, but you get like a, a thing that allows you to flip things. Yeah, yeah. So you can do things in that dungeon to like the flip in the minecarts to make them work. When you take it out later on, you can. There's these pots in the town, in the in the little houses, and you flip them up, and they reveal uh, a thing that you can use. They got a little hole in them. You can use that to get small, uh, to just shrink oh. down. So that opens up whole new things you can do in the town, but it still limits you because you'll go in and you can do it from the house, and there's little uh, sort of mouse hole type things in the in the walls that you can then leave the house and go outside. But of course, being small, you can't get everywhere because eventually you'll find a step or some a grass or something there, that you yeah. can't get past. So you can only do certain things. And then as the game evolves and you can go in new places and turn over new pots and things, you can do more and more stuff. And uh, yeah, that town is, is is really cool how it sort of keeps evolving and it keeps changing different pe- people doing different things. Um, and I just love that, yeah. And the, the way they use the, the, the shrinking mechanic as well. And also you can talk to animals when you're really small as well. So you can't, they, if you go up to an animal like a cat or something, they'll just meow when you're big. But if you're small and you go up to them, you can see what they're saying, which is quite good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a kinstone mechanic as well. Did you play around with that much? A little bit. Um, mm. Not. I didn't really get to grips with it that much. It's quite a good idea. Because uh, basically, it seems to be these... the most the most RPG-ish element of the game. I think it possibly, to... yeah. Yeah. You as you go through, you uh, build up a collection of these kinstones, which are sort of split in half stones of different colours, and they're they're cut in half in different shapes. So, the idea is that you've got a half one, and someone else will have the other half. And if you merge them, them, if you fuse them together, you make. And this this is all like side quest stuff, like you know most mostly not part of the main story but every time you do it you make a change somewhere in the 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 larger sort of overworld so it'll either um make a chest appear somewhere or open up a new area it might even put an idea into one of the characters heads which opens up a side quest uh all sorts of little changes like that and uh the more you the more you find the more you can unlock and as you as you then walk through the 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 overworld on your way to the next dungeon or whatever you'll find something that there wasn't there before and it's just it's a really nice way of opening up the whole game gradually without yeah. giving you everything straight away you know what i mean yeah um i just really like that and that's not that's that's exclusive to this game as far as i'm aware that's not uh, that's not a standard zelda thing i was going to say other in terms of other Zelda games, are they, are they? Obviously, the 3D ones are going to be different, but I mean, are mechanically, are they sort of different? Is it a, a, a fresh start every game, or are the mechanics that sort of carry over? Or no, it's they're they're, they're all very similar. So the the structure, apart from Breath of the Wild, is very very much the same. So in terms of how you go through, there's an overworld, but you can't go to every area that is sort of blocked off by you know story elements or or. Um, weapon elements and you can progress through you get a dungeon you get a weapon um then you go back out talk to some people have a boss you know that kind of thing so they all structure very similarly but you know there's always different things like that 
to do in them, like the Kinstone mechanic. And there's lots of other games that have different mechanics like that as well. So it's mainly the the main stuff you do is kind of pretty much the same, although the weapons change here and there. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's all, it's often the extra stuff that is different. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So the, the the main beats seem to be the same, but the the sort of subtle differences in you know the the key mechanics of like. Um, customization and combat and stuff throughout maybe yeah yeah cool. yeah, yeah 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 they do vary enough to make it interesting and they're always they're always set in different worlds like wind waker is set on the sea obviously so you have a, a sailboat and you sail to the different islands rather than walk there and that brings its own sort of mechanics and really nice stuff about it uh, skyward sword is all sort of aerial so you you get a, you're on a bird and you're flying around to the different uh, floating islands and things and you can go down to the world below um so that really different you know th- things sort of change things up there with a different gimmick and things like that and then twilight mm. princess you can transform into a wolf or a link and then and then so a lot of them have different versions of the world as well like a link to the past has a dark version that you transform so every area has a dark version with a different layout and that kind of thing so it's like a two worlds sort of mechanic that's kind so, of cool yeah i never mm. i never really thought of zelda in like I kind of thought they were all like part of the same story, the same the same timeline. I never really thought of it in a Final Fantasy kind of way, where it's like it's much more like a Final Fantasy yeah. than a continuous thing that you have to play in a certain order. You can play this in any order. In fact, they're released in a different order, so it really doesn't matter. You can choose whichever one takes your fancy. Yeah. You won't have to know anything really about any other uh, game, or if you do have to know something, it will tell you it in the game itself. Like when we started Wind Waker the other day, it kind of references Ocarina of Time in the in the intro in terms of its setup of how something in the past happens and how these people refer to that as the legend. Mm. Um, but you don't need to have played the game or know anything about what happened in that game. You just need to know that these things happened. Yeah, you know. So it's um, yeah, it's it's a really good series for in terms of that. You don't even though it's quite a long uh, series and there's lots of games in it, you can choose whichever one you want to play basically. Yeah. So the music was really nice. I thought. Some nice yeah. catchy tunes there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not ones. generally a fan of the the sound chip on the the Game Boy Advance. I find it yeah, a little not bit, the best, a little bit harsh it, sometimes. But yes. yeah, it's it's really good. We're working with one of these guys, it's mm. really nice music. Yeah, they managed to put some quite soft tones in it. Mm. Where some things can be quite hard, can't they? In other games. Yeah, yeah, I, mm. I, yeah. The Game Boy Advance tends to sound a bit shrill most of the time, I think. But um, yeah, it's quite difficult to work with as, as yeah. sound-wise as, as I hear. It's quite limited. I think it. I think we again. I don't. I don't want to repeat ourselves, but I think it didn't have a dedicated sound chip, did it? It was all done in software. Mm, I think. I think. That, I think. Yeah. Rings a bell. Problem, but yeah. Yeah, but no. Yeah, great music. Great music. Mm. So have um, I know you had to restart a few times, but what was the furthest you got? The furthest I got um, most recently, uh, I think it was only the the second second or third dungeon. I think the the um, the little turtle guy, the little flamey turtle guy. Uh, okay, so that was the that's the set, that's the the mine one, wasn't it? Yeah, I just got yeah. just beat him on the most recent attempt. Uh, okay. on, uh, I got a bit further than that. When I when I played it originally, but I, I can't remember how far I got after that because that was before the save vanished into the ether. Yeah. So okay. most recently, I, I, when I was playing through it from scratch, I got up to yeah, Mister the Turtle guy. You got to run up on on his back and beat him up. But again, he, he, I know he shoots fire at you, but he looks really nice. He looks. He does friendly. look quite nice. Yeah, the bosses are quite tough in this. Yeah, the, they are, um, actually, that one yeah. was quite a tough one. Yeah, and they it do was. get tougher. Um, yeah, most Zelda bosses I managed to get through without too much difficulty, but these ones gave me a little bit of a hard 
hard time. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it sort of carries on. You know, you'll have played enough there to to get an idea of it, really, because it kind of carries on from there, really. I'm uh, well. I like I say, I, I'm going to carry on with it, but I am mm. actually going to stump up for a, a proper copy of it. Um, okay. Because I yeah. I really enjoy it. It's really good. Good. Um, I'm really glad to hear that because I know you haven't played much Zelda, so I was, I was keen to see what you would make of it. And again, um, I know it's shallow, and I mentioned this before when you said <laughs> we were going to play Zelda. Yeah. I've often been put off before by Link because I just think I don't like his. I don't like the art style of him generally. I don't like right. his big pointy ears and his little green, you know, thing and his hair. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't, don't love like it. Him. Yeah. But yeah. I love the art style in this. And yeah. I think okay. it, that made it a bit easier for me to get into, I think. I, yeah, I, I did think that uh, when I was debating which one to go for, because I know that looked really good. And you know, I know you said you didn't really like the character, but I think he looks really nice in that one. Because, um, you know, the resolution is such that you don't get a, enough detail to not like him, if you know if that yeah. makes sense. Um, but they can they animate him really nicely. Yeah, Um yeah, and I, I, compared to A Link to the Past, where for some reason, and I don't know if uh, Zelda hardcore fans can can tell me why, but for some reason he has pink hair in A Link to the Past. Does and he? I've never, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure, if you look at the sprite, he's got pink hair, and I just don't understand why. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Because like, when you look at the artwork, That's he doesn't have weird. pink hair. Really? I'm, gonna, I gotta I'm pretty look. sure. Have a look. I'm going to look I'm, that up now. Look, maybe I'm imagining that's just, it. That's the one on the, the Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo, yeah. I'm going to do it as well. A link to the past. Oh, I've just typed in link to the paste. I don't know what that is. Uh, okay, I've just looked up link hair. Yeah, why is Link's hair pink in a link to the past? Oh yeah. Or purple, or something says. But that's mental. Yeah. I've seen. Obviously, I've seen screenshots and people playing that before, and I've never noticed that. It is weird, isn't it? Because I'm just I'm looking at a front-on one and a side-on one, and he's actually got like the little sort of sideburn down, going down. So it really does look like it's not just like part of his hat or anything. It does look. It looks. It appears to be that's his hair colour. That's it's crazy. Weird, isn't it? That's some Mandela effect stuff. That is, man. I don't know. How is that? How? What are the yeah. more people saying about it? Um, let's why, have a is look. His hair, why is Link's hair? So this is on Reddit. Um, some teens dye their hair. You can't explain that. Actually, that makes perfect sense. It works like this in a SNES game. Any one task sprite in the it can only have 16 colours ah, at a time. Use the same colours, which does not include a yellow-brown for Link's hair. Oh, right. So it's a... Although the SNES has loads of colours, it can only use so many in a in a tile. But... No, that can't be it. But there's no other... Hang on, let me have a little look. Cause I don't think there's much other pink on his shoes, maybe. But there's yellow in that tile. He's got a yellow belt. Yeah, I guess I'm looking at a screenshot now. He's right next to a yellow chest, you know, the, the gold sort of colour on the chest. Yeah, well, I think that maybe they mean within the sp- sprite, I don't know. Oh, but, within the sprite? Oh, but yeah. even well, within his sprite, yeah, he's got yellow a yellow belt. So yeah. put put that in the hair. Anyway, we're going off topic. But yeah, I, it's always baffled me, and I've never understood why. Yeah, that's definitely... Um, I don't believe that, because Nintendo, they made the Super Nintendo. You know, yes. they know the hardware better than anyone they would never they would never um concede to 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 having to do that would they they would never mess up their character in such a a significant way by giving them that's blown my mind a little bit yeah i don't know there's probably some other explanation in there i'll look it up another time yeah we need some deep lore for that yeah if you know if you have got a good answer for that again write in 
So that's two things that we're looking for now. I can't remember what the other one was now. But uh, yeah, pink hair and um, something else that we didn't know the answer to what, earlier on. Whatever wasn't it? it was, yeah. Whatever it was, yeah. Um, so some homework for you. So uh, yeah, that's kind of why I didn't pick that game. Even though I was kind of wanted to, cause wanted to have a good another crack at it. Because I did play through half of that and it got quite difficult and I gave up. But that was around the same time as I played this. So it was quite a long time ago. So I'd be definitely up for playing that on a future show. Yeah, I mean that's possibly because it was it's only the third one that came. There was uh, original Link, original Zelda, Zelda Two, and then that. That was the third one that was released. So Mm. people rate it really highly. It's very well well regarded. But whether it's a case of sort of nostalgia for that for the experience of playing that, and then other ones maybe just as good. uh, Realistically, I don't know. I'd be keen to find out at some point. Yeah, yeah, I would as well. But I would definitely recommend once you've finished this, having a crack at a 3D one, because in my opinion, they are better at just immersing you into the world. I mean, this was a lovely thing to keep coming back into, but that there's something lovely about just feeling like you belong in that world and sort of progressing it. And I always find with 3D games, they have the advantage of you kind of remember them better because they're in a 3D space. Do you ever find this? Like yeah. You can remember the, the roughly what a room in a particular game looks like because just because it's three-dimensional. Yeah. And you can remember that's over there and, and the vague feeling you get out of it, which you don't always get with a 2D game because you're not in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's something I'm, about that with Zelda that works really well and resonates. I remember reading something and... I can't remember where I read it now, and I don't even remember the exact details. So take what, use this, take it with a pinch of salt. Use this as a jumping-off point if you want to do your own research on this. Mm-hmm. But apparently, there's a phenomenon where, um, if you've ever had the thing where you walk out of a room to get something, and then you can't remember what it was you went to get in the first place, you're just like, what was I supposed to be getting? Almost every day I do that. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, it's a it's a psychological phenomenon that happens through from walking through a doorway it's something to do with our the way our our brain sorts memories out and things like that and what the act of walking through a doorway can trigger this sort of reset of your memory and that's why you forget what you were looking for that's amazing but it can happen in 3d 3d environments as well the same yeah the same thing happens in when people are put into 3d games or virtual realities so i wonder if there is a link to you know maybe the way your brain interprets 3d spaces hmm Yes. You know, maybe that's why, you know, what you said, you memorise things, but you remember things more vividly or better yeah. in the 3D space. I wonder if it's that kind, some kind of psychological thing going on. Yeah, yeah, could be, could yeah. be. So there you go. Yeah, the other thing I do is I go up, uh, I'll say I'll, uh, my wife will send me upstairs to get something, and I will, um, on the way, I will think, oh, while I'm up here, I'll do this other thing. I do that and I come back downstairs completely forgetting the thing that she's asked me to get. <laughs> <laughs> Happens all the time, like almost every day. <laughs> and the other thing is usually something that's just for me as well. Like, oh, I'll do that thing in my in my room and I'll get that thing that I want and I just forget about what she's asked me to get. It makes me... Um, I think it was a fast show. The... Mm. The guy who always got the wrong thing, his wife would yeah, be like, yeah, oh, yeah. did you get the eggs? Even <laughs> better, better than, than that. That. <laughs> <laughs> that is me, yeah. yeah. Yes. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm trying to just have a look through my notes. Unfortunately, I've written really detailed notes that I was, I'm finding difficult now to... Uh, <laughs> to, to summarise. To sort of summarise. <laughs> <laughs> I always do this. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a huge game, really. It's, um, I've played it for, I think, 16 hours, and I'm about, yeah, I think that's what I was about four fifths of the way. I think I've got a couple of more dungeons to go. Um, How many dungeons are there in total? I it's think like there's five or six. Five, yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was about five or six, yeah. Yeah, um, 3D, 3D Zelda's are usually a bit bigger. They've got quite a few, a fair few dungeons in usually, and they're much longer. They're, they're, they're clocking at about 40 hours, really, um, including, you know, optional stuff. Generally speaking, this one will, you could probably do within twenty, early twenties, maybe. Um, this is another reason why I picked it. You know, it's, it's you know fairly compact, but yeah, it's just it's really good. I, I highly recommend anyone, especially if you've never played a Zelda before. Um, I hope we've sort of the way we've approached this game is to discussing the the series in general as much as the the this particular game and, and sort of encourages to get into it because um i think a lot of people are put put off by them by the maybe the length of it and the sort of the rpg nature uh, not even rpg but like perceived rpg nature i suppose because yeah um, and I, th- I, I think to me what uh, besides my you know besides my um the way the art style didn't generally gel with me. I think it's always it's quite an intimidating series just because there's so many games. Yes, and yes, it's exactly. it's one of those things where you think, have ah, I left it too late to really sort of get involved? Am I going to have to play like twenty five different games or something to get into it? And it's yeah, yeah. I think it's reassured me that it's not really like that. It's not that case at all. It's this like Final Fantasy, you know, you yeah. can jump in anywhere. Yeah, that's a really mm. good way of of putting it. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so um, there's, there's there's something about the gameplay that is is just so gamey. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, there's just everything you do. You know, you do. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll figure. There's so much satisfaction you get from figuring out a puzzle. Mm. You know, and you and you move to the next room, and then you think, oh, I got to do this then now, and oh, I got to go back there and get that key to open the door flip the switches. There was a really nice thing in the dungeons. I don't know if you saw this in the early ones. I think you might have done. Sometimes you go into a room that's above another room, and this yeah. room's got a hole in it, and you can see like the, a basic version of the layout of the other room underneath it, and it's sort of parallaxing with you. Things like that that's, uh, that were sort of really nice, I thought. And there's just so much to love about the game. You sort of keep progressing, you keep getting new things. I there was um, there was a point in this. I was going up the the mountain, which you would have done. It started to feel a little bit tedious. And there's a, I don't know, there was a point where I had to go th- um, find a hole in a wall and blow it up with a bomb to get uh, some water to put. In. But the thing is, usually in those situations, in Zelda and in other games, where you have to blow up a wall, there's usually a little crack a or little something. Crack, to, yeah. But there was nothing there, and I had no, I had to look up from the walkthrough how to do it. And that, there's a couple of instances where I just had to look it up to to figure it out, and it wasn't really obvious. Um, but the more you put into this game, the more you get out of it. Like the more you unlock and the more you progress, it just gets more and more interesting. Um, and I was hooked on it uh, every time, every chance I could play on it uh, by the end. So it's it's just one of those things that you sort of commit to and you get you get really into, and it's, it's just, it charms you really, but with its graphics and everything else. So yeah, I can't speak highly enough of it. It's a great game. Yeah, I, I would agree. It's a really great game. And mm. uh, you know, speaking as someone who's always kind of avoided Zelda before. Um I have looked into other Zelda games um you know since then it l- looked at the series more in general. Mm. And it look it looks to me like a series. I feel kind of bad that I've missed out on it. Mm. Um it looks like there's so many little neat ideas 
sort of scattered oh, throughout the various games in the series. Yeah. I don't know which one it was. Uh, I think it's on the 3DS where, like, you'll go 2D and go on, yeah. go against the mm-hmm. wall. and. That's right, yeah. That's the gimmick with that one. I haven't played... I start, I think I started it briefly just to test out the 3DS emulator, but I want to... I wanna, I've got a long list of... Zelda games that I want to play, and that's on it. It just looks really, really inventive. It looks yeah. like it's one of those series that just has has a lot of fun with various concepts. It just uses yeah. like the the characters and the the universe as a framework to try out these new ideas that they've got. It um, is. It's just that Nintendo creativity, yeah. um, in a nutshell. Really, it's just it's it's full of it. Um, and yeah, it's not too precious about it either. Like it will do things like that, and it will tweak the art style to accommodate some sort of slightly more uh, out there ideas and things like that so it's it, yeah it's a series definitely worth getting into if you've never tried to do it don't be intimidated by it it's really good yeah yeah i'd agree with that definitely yeah so i'm glad this has got you more open to zelda now so uh, yeah definitely well like i said i'm 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 currently bidding on a i'm not going to tell you how much my bid is in case mm. you go on there and find it <laughs> me, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> colleagues or not you know it's every man for himself on ebay it is uh, yeah <laughs> so yeah i'm actually been on one now so i'm gonna complete this one my aim is by the next time you know we uh we do the next show i will have yeah. completed it and i will give my my final verdict on, on uh, what great, I thought yeah. of the ending and everything so yeah um yeah, yeah I'm, gonna, I'm really i'm really pleased we played it yeah i'm gonna finish it off as well uh i don't think i'm too far away from the end yeah so yeah we'll have a little chat about that uh, on the next episode the beginning yeah. of the next episode yeah so um you've got uh, the next pick i do mm. well i've got a proposal for the next pick a proposal go a on proposal. then proposal mm, so it's going to be three games mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> you like you choked on your coffee there like, no, no, was... <laughs> three games <laughs> yeah sorry about that <laughs> No, so what I what I would like to propose, we don't yeah. need to play all three games to completion. No. Uh, I'd like us to play the first game, I'd like us to play the second game, and do mm-hmm. a bit of a compare and contrast on the different approaches they took to it. And okay. Then I would like to play a modern mobile remake or, or edition of the first game. And see what they've done to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the game in question is Lemmings. Ah, okay. Oh, yeah. Sure. So uh, Lemmings has been ported to pretty much every console you can imagine. Mm. Um, I would. I'm going to be playing the original for the first. Uh, the first game is going to be Lemmings, the original one. Um, I'm yeah. going to be playing the Amiga 500 version. Okay. Um, but given the difficulty with emulating and things like that, I think any of the console versions, uh, any of the 16-bit console versions, will, you know, you will work just as fine. The mechanics mm. are the same. The levels are the same. So yeah, I wonder that because often with um, PC or Amiga games, when they come to consoles, there is a, a sort of a, a weird thing, like in like say Theme Park or something. It's, it's you know, without that mouse input it's quite difficult to yeah to move it to the cursors uh, to the d-pad and everything so yeah that yeah. is true with the the console versions they they did factor that in and they okay. allow you to pause the game and move the mouse and select things while the game is paused to sort of yeah um sort of counteract that you know lack of mobility that you get with the mouse yeah um the only thing the versions later than that because obviously this uh, lemmings came out on the ps3 and um psp and stuff 
they're different things. They've got the same name, but they're different games. So we'll stick okay. to the ones from around that era. So whichever yeah. one you want to play, the Mega Drive, SNES, um, Amiga, they're all, okay. all of those will be good. I might see if I can get the Amiga one. Uh, if there's if someone's made a, like an executable of the uh, the Amiga one, um, ideally, because I think yeah, I, I might give. I, I might if I can do that, I'll do that, and I might give the Mega Drive or SNES one a little try to see to see what you what you mean there, how, how they've adapted to it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's going to be the the first game. So we'll play a bit of that to get a feel for it, and you know, get get our thoughts on the game. Yeah, and then Lemmings Two will be the next one because mm-hmm. it it goes off in a completely. It takes a completely different uh, approach to things, really. Oh, does it? Okay. Um, and I I would like to sort of compare and contrast the two games and whether we think it did the right thing as a sequel or whether it went a bit overboard. Um, yeah. I think that we could get an interesting discussion about that. Okay. And then finally, we'll be playing Lemmings on mobile, which is a free-to-play <laughs> mobile game. Right. Okay. And then we can discuss how modern gaming conventions compared to... The, the the classics. Okay, you're not. <laughs> I, I have an inkling of what your uh, opinion about that is, just from the way you're saying. <laughs> but yeah, so it sounds overwhelming to say, "Oh, we'll play three games," but no, we, no, we don't. I, re- we don't really have to play them to completion. Just play enough to get a flavour of each one. Oh yeah, I, think I know they're not. They're not sort of intense, you know. No games no. they're, they're sort of quite pick up and play aren't they're they? quite so pick up and that's play absolutely fine yeah but i think going i think if we do like i say the compare and contrast between lemmings one and lemmings two we can avoid the pitfall of uh that we ran into with our first amiga game where we just say <laughs> there's yeah. just not much to talk about here, yeah so. yeah <laughs> yeah that, that's the plan okay. so if you're agreeable to that i think that's what we're I, absolutely no no that, that's a great idea it's one of those series i i haven't really played very much of um abby's a big fan so she might be able to uh, oh, cool, uh, yeah. clue me up on it, um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'm I'm all I'm down with that. I was going to play these at some point anyway, so it's uh, now is as good a time as any. I will I will tell you a quick thing. Um, I was might as well say it uh, now while it's on my mind. Um, the one of the guys who worked on the original Lemmings. Um, yeah. I think he does still follow us on um, on Twitter actually. Oh wow, does he? Yeah, um, cool. t- Tim Wright. Uh, mm. And he composed a lot of the music for uh, the um, Lemmings and lots of uh, lots of uh, sort of Psygnosis games. He did Wipeout and um, oh, right. the uh, music, the creation music creation suite for the PlayStation. He's done loads of cool music. I really love his stuff. Um, oh, right. I've invited him onto the show a couple of times, but I, I assume he's he's quite busy and yeah. you know. But he's he's followed us on Twitter, so hopefully he's listened to this. Hello, mm. hello, Tim. Um, but I. There's some of the songs that I found out later he composed. When I was a kid, obviously, I didn't know. Um, mm. But I, my, only my uncle had the Amiga, and mm. uh, I didn't have one. So I only got to play Lemmings when I saw my uncle. And the, some of the tunes got stuck in my head so much, Yeah, I w- couldn't get a soundtrack or anything to them. So I went home and got my little tape player that I had, yeah. and I used to hum the tunes into the tape player <laughs> um, to record them, and that was my, my sort of DIY soundtrack for the I tunes. I thought you were going to say you recorded it off the thing. I didn't know you were going to be no, <laughs> just, no, just no, humming I them in. Yeah, That's I did, brilliant. So somewhere there's like a tape of like a sort of seven-year-old, six-year-old me going like... Uh, I bet you'd love to... Oh, if I could find it. I swear, if I actually... If I can find it, I will... 
you know, uh, humiliate myself and put it on the the show. But oh, yeah. I imagine that tape's long gone. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, lots of good memories for me with Lemming. So hopefully we'll we'll be able to get a, a good good bit of chat out of that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That'd be really good. Cool. Excellent. Okay, it looks looks like it's shaping up to be a brilliant episode, episode 37, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. You put in a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of things coming up for that. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Cool. Okay, so join us then. Um, hope uh, it lives up to your expectations. <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh, this one's been all right, actually. I oh, think this one's been all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bit yeah, of a, I, a weird start, but you know, we got we. I we, think uh, it, I, uh, it would have been nice if both of you know our circumstances had allowed us to to play yeah. a few more things and put a bit more time into things. But you oh, know, yeah, that, course, that's but life, isn't it? Really, when you're in it that is role. life. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, we'll try and do better next time. I think. Yeah. Um, right. So in the meantime, you can email us podumup at gmail dot com. You can tweet us at podumup. Um, on our little website is podmup.live yeah so uh, please get in touch um, please uh, give us some answers about the couple of things we asked you um, and if you, if you know them and yeah all suggestions for future book clubs book club picks all welcome yeah um, we may not we may not do them depends what they are if we like them but you know <laughs> suggest away <laughs> book club picks welcome not going to do them but you can not going to do them, them but you can tell us about them yeah <laughs> We'll read them out and we'll point and laugh and just not do them. Yeah. No, no, we won't. We'll take them into consideration. They'll probably be worth worth, uh, worth looking into. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's that's all things taken care of. I feel like we've forgotten something, but Me I, too. I don't think I don't think we have. So yeah, let's no. Let's <laughs> like a whole a whole segment of the show. <laughs> just skipped over. I think we did everything. I think yeah, we ticked think off we all did. the boxes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See you next see month you, then. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.